Hey guys, welcome back to Reston Podcast. Uh, this is our or my sixth episode. My name is Lexi. Um, I don't have a co-host with me today. I'm just gonna like read you guys some stories, but I just wanted to give you guys an update for anyone who's like been keeping up with my podcast. On our second podcast, I had my best friend Ellie come on the show and talk to you guys about um the like little girls that she babysits and how the youngest girl she's like a year and a half and she has like a ghost like mostly in her room but sometimes like it does like really scary stuff to her and so Ellie's watching them today and she literally just sent me a snapchat of so the baby is sleeps in a crib in her room and she sees the ghost a lot like, in a specific corner of the room, and so, and Ellie watches her, like, on the baby monitor when she's supposed to be sleeping, and so she sent me a Snapchat video of the baby monitor, and the baby is, like, screaming, crying, and in the video, you, it's black and white, but you see, like, this white figure, like, swinging in and out of the shot, and, like, I've, I've never seen a ghost before, but, like, like oh my gosh like it didn't look like a human figure I honestly couldn't tell you like what exactly it looked like it was like it was just a like a big white thing like swinging out of the corner of the room which is the corner that the ghost is always in and the baby's like screaming and saying go go like telling it to go away and she was like so scared so Ellie like grabbed her out of her crib And then she said, like, there was, um, like, banging, like, on the wall, kind of. Like, not like, like, it sounded like somebody was, like, running on the floor, like, knocking on the door. But it was, like, somebody, like, banging on the wall. And so, obviously the ghost. But there's an update with that. That really creeped me out, the video that she sent me, because I've never seen a ghost before. And that was, oh, my gosh, definitely something. I'm, like, really worked up about it. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm just going to read some stories that I found on Reddit, like some ghost stories that I found on Reddit to you guys, because I, I've ran out and um, these ones are better than mine anyway. Okay, so I'm just going to start reading them. The first one. My grandma lives in a very stereotypical horror movie house. Small wit Midwest town white and old looking home on a farm she even has a chipped wooden mary oh like a wooden mary nativity in the front yard she also has a cemetery about half a mile down the road i used to sleep in the room in the corner on the top floor my aunt's room and it was a it had a wooden rocking chair in it when i was younger i would wake up because i thought i heard it rocking to the point where i would wake up my grandma and have to stay in her room about 10 years later my mom aunt and i were talking about how creepy my grandma's house was my aunt goes on to talk about how when she was younger the reason my mom and her ended up sharing a room was because she thought her room was haunted she said she woke up in the morning and the rocking chair was about two feet closer to her bed and after that night it would start rocking on a nightly basis at midnight you creepy actually i do have a story uh this is brand new i just thought of it so my, I was in San Francisco over my Thanksgiving break, and one of my, like, family friends, her name is Heather. I talked about her in 
um, the last episode. And she's, like, she doesn't see ghosts and, or, like, talk to ghosts, but, like, she definitely feels like she's intuitive and, like, can sense when something's around. And one of her really good friends is a medium, so she, like, goes to her a lot when, um, you know, she just, like, wants advice or, or like, wants to connect with someone. Okay, so a little backstory. Heather's mom, Debbie, got remarried not that long ago to this guy named Randy, and he just recently died about two years ago um, from alcoholism, and they lived in this house that he owned, and, like, he, I think he, he died in the house and stuff, and, like, Debbie still lives there, but, um, so Debbie and Heather were having a conversation, and, like, Debbie was just, like, having a hard time because she felt like Randy went to hell, and Heather was, like, Heather said that she could just, like, felt like something was in the house, so she, like, called up her medium friend to, like, uh, come and, like, check out the house, I guess, and so Randy, like, his hobby was, like, working on old cars, like, making them, like, like, guess, like, fixing them up and stuff, like, that was his hobby, and, like, he had a bunch of old cars at their house, but those all got taken out, but so when the medium came to the house, she basically, like, like, the first thing that they, like, walked into was the garage, and she said that Randy, sorry, I'm, like, creeped out, I have, like, chills, but so Randy is stuck, she used the word stuck, is stuck in the garage working on cars and drinking a beer and smoking cigarettes like that like his soul like his soul is like stuck in the garage working on cars and smoking cigarettes so there's one of my stories pretty creepy but it's pretty cool okay back to reddit (sighs) number two until a few years ago i still had a flip a flip phone One day, I got a random call asking for some girl named Sarah. I told them they had the wrong number, and they hung up. For the next few months, I would get calls asking for Sarah about once or twice a week, coming from different numbers and different-sounding people. Sometimes these calls came at 3 in the morning. One day, I got a call, and like usual, I said I didn't know Sarah. After they hung up, I went to my contacts and hit redial. The answering machine said that the number did not exist. I went back through my call history trying to call some other people that had called me with the same result, a machine telling me the number did not exist. Every time I would get these calls, I would redial the number and still got the machine. I googled the numbers, but all I learned was that they were coming from North Dakota, Montana, basically anywhere in the Midwest. The next time I got a call asking for Sarah, I said, oh yeah, she is right here. And the other person on the other end said, no, she isn't. I hung up. Things started getting weird, and I started getting calls from unknown numbers. Whoever or whatever on the other end hung up the second I said hello. Once I got a call where they didn't hang up after I said hello, and I could hear someone was on the other end just listening, but they didn't say anything. Just something really uneasy about it. That's creepy. Okay. Number three. I was staying in the Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas, oldest property on the strip with the sordid mob history. I don't even know what that means. Okay. 
In the middle of the night, I woke and saw a dark figure moving around the foot of my bed and coming up the gap between the twin beds. I hit the light, I hit the light and there was a full figure of a man in a 60s sport blazer. Ew, with blood all over his face? I yelled, go away. I started flinging my arms in his direction. Just like that, just like that he disappeared. I woke my friends in the other bed and my buddy said, what the hell are you swatting at? I told them and they laughed at me. The following morning, my buddy said after I'd fallen asleep, Water was dripping on his head, but there was no leak in the ceiling and was convinced we may have shared a paranormal encounter. That is so scary. I'm honestly, like, really scaring myself reading these. Like, I'm kind of scared that, like, something is going to pop out of me. Like, Susie. Okay. Number four. I had a black cat called Casper. That is so cute. Okay. Uh, we adopted her after she ran away from the previous owner. She was missing for days. Before the previous owner found her in the bushes, skittish and frightened. After carrying her home, the owner discovered that she was allergic to cats when her arm broke out with rashes. She put out a call for a new home, which was answered by my animal-loving family. For ages, she was scared to come near anyone and was totally averse to being petted. Eventually, she turned into a total ham, never missing the chance to jump on you and lie with you. We loved her and loved her heaps. Uh... Then one day, she lost the use of her back legs. Not long after she passed away, I was having a rough time then, and she was a big comforter. Point is, my parents and I were sad. A few days later, I'm sitting on the front step, having a smoke, and I hear a, me oh, I hear a meowing sound identical to Casper. I look out front, and there at the gate was a cat meowing at me that looked just like Casper. I went over, and it ran away. I looked down the street after it, and it was gone. I mentioned it to my parents. They both said... Same thing happened to each of them separately, which was a surprise to them, too. Now it could have been a similar cat from the neighborhood, but it only happened once to each of us, then was never seen again. Oh, that's so cute. The cat was, like, visiting them. Okay, I'll make this the last one. Um, number five. When I was 16, I was riding horses with my friend in the field beside her house. The horse threw me, and I hit my head hard. The next thing I know, I'm on my back in an incredible pain staring up at my friend who was frantically screaming at me, dazed. My gaze shifted and then refocused on her friend behind her, a tall, thin man wearing a black suit and an old-fashioned, wide-brimmed hat. He was staring unblinking into my eyes over my friend's shoulder. Days later, she came to me in the hospital and I asked her about the man I'd seen. I thought it was the new boyfriend she'd recently told me about. She told me there was no one there but me and her. That's super weird. Um, that one was kind of lame. I kind of want to do another one. Um, yeah, here's a long one. Okay. Okay, now last time for real. Number seven, or number six. Back in 2005, I was in a band that toured the country in a 15-passenger van with a trailer. We were on the way from Columbus, Ohio to Erie, PA. The show, I think that's Pennsylvania, honestly, I don't know. Okay, the show had been canceled in Ohio due to power outage. So we decided to get on the road early as we had friends in Erie who were taking us in for the night. I'll never forget this moment for the rest of my life. We were all having a conversation. There were eight of us total in the van when the driver and passenger both shouted simultaneously, what was that? I'm getting goosebumps on my arms right now just remembering the event. I was sitting be behind the driver with my back against the window and I didn't see anything but we heard a whooshing noise as if something flew right over the van. My friend who was sitting next to me looked like 
He had just seen a ghost. We wound up pulling over on the side of the road because everyone was freaking out, thinking we hit something. Nothing was found. Both the passenger and driver said they saw a tall black figure lunge at the van from the shoulder of the left lane. My friend who was sitting next to me said the same thing. The next day, we inspected the van in daylight and noticed there were streak marks across the roof of the van. Ew. Alright. Okay, shoot, one more because I'm kind of having fun. Okay, number seven. When I was about 14, I was staying up way too late on the computer. It was about two in the morning and everyone else was asleep. I got there, seeing and wandered down the hallway to get a drink. I didn't bother to turn on any lights since there was a nightlight in the hallway and there was enough light to get by. I'm walking back to the bedroom when I got this weird feeling like someone was watching me and turn around. There was a big white mist just floating right behind me. I immediately turned around and went back into the safe bright room. The thing is, there were no windows facing the hallway and I hadn't passed the nightlight yet, so it definitely wasn't a trick of the light. All the doors leading to the hallway were also closed. A few years later, when I was moved to the small room closest to that spot, I got the heebie-jeebies and couldn't sleep without a lamp on. It wasn't until same time later, after the sighting, that I learned that in the 80s, a guy was renting out the house. He was arrested for kidnap, rape, and disappearance of a bunch of kids in the area and for the suspected murder of his wife. They never found her, and she supposedly ran away, according to him. Cadaver dogs went over the farm, but they never found anything. The cops must have done a good job, though, because when they moved in, my mom found a pair of boys' underwear in the toilet tank. Ew. The missing wife was never found, and he died in prison about a decade ago. I think she's still there, though. All right, guys, that's it for my podcast tonight. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it, and I hope you guys have a great week, and tune in next time.